Gott. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. My name's Corey. It's good to be back for the new year. And as always with us is the Bombs Express. Choo-choo. That's right, Corey. The Bombs Express is back. And I'll tell you what is back, Corey. Just the plain old audio podcast. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's refreshing to see a Supercoach page instead of my own head on my uh, computer screen at the moment. And uh, look, but before we um, before we have a look at what the hell is going to go on this year, mate, where can listeners hit us up on the socials? Uh, find us on Twitter, Patreon, and SoundCloud at SC Elites. Find us on Facebook and iTunes at Supercoach Elites. It's hard to remember, Bombs. It's been so long. Um, I hate not seeing your head, especially your skinny little head now. Um, clap, clap to you. You're one of the few who've done an amazing job during COVID. So, sure, uh, the listeners are ready to see your visual back on the screen. Um, still, is, It's still an ugly mug. doesn't get any better. Um, no, and the hairline has receded a little further yeah, too. I can't. So, okay. uh, Shout out to the uh, serial pest who couldn't do the video tonight because he's an absolute cocksmoker, but a story for another day. How much thought, time, effort, energy you put into Supercoach? Zero. Yeah, me too. And you know, I'm not sure if minus is even possible. Um, but I'm yeah. normally one that's super excited for it to come back, but this year I just feel that, I don't know, last year was a little bit weird. I don't really give a fuck too much, to be honest, about what's happening until I see kind of pre-season warm-up. There was a couple of articles the other day that got me a little bit excited. But I think I need to see shit. I don't even know if that's going to fix it for me. i um, I got no idea what's going on in, in the footballing world. And, and I think whilst this uh, virus is still, you know, on the brink of uh, potentially causing some damage, you know, because it was sort of only moments away or, or a couple of days away from just everything being shut down, it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel right. I don't know. It's, it's fucking bizarre. Yeah, and we'll probably have the best super coach seasons we've ever had. So, yeah, well, maybe less thinking might <laughs> might actually work out better. But um, I, I don't. I'm not a subscriber to that theory. I reckon you you can never do enough of this kind of stuff. And <laughs> you, you know, the thing is, though, I mean, in the small amounts that I do, Corey, because let's face it, we don't do zero percent. But you start hearing some names being floated around, and then you start seeing some prices, and then you start to then the midnight mid price madness just uh, starts to creep in already, and that's when you know it's preseason, Corey. That's and it. You've got you've got names like Ben Cunnington, Dyson Heppel, Joe Danaher. You, you know you got names like this just getting floated around, and you're like, ooh, yeah, that's some value in those picks. And uh, next minute, your uh, your team's just full of them. I can tell you where it starts. It starts with golf chat bombs. Is we went out and had a had a hit last week for the first time in a little while, and uh, you know I, I I put you to the sword the other day. It was pretty good. Not not gonna lie, it was uh, one of the better rounds from uh, good old his defence sitter over here. So <laughs> uh, I was pretty happy with that, and that's where it started. Started talking super coach. I I promise you, I hadn't spoken super coach to anyone in a little while, and I don't know. We're out in the course. I reckon we got to the fifteenth and. I think I might have mentioned Ben Cunnington's name out there and just some weird shit and Rory Laird and got myself excited. It's I haven't really bought up Jack Zebel. Yeah, bought in too much into the Twitter kind of bullshit this year too. I normally get kind of I normally love to bait a couple of the uh, pages. I was going to say nuffies or pages or what are you going to call them on Twitter at this time of year? You get your you get your token four or five new Supercoach pages that emerge that absolutely <laughs> never take off. So 
Love to have a little bit of banter with them. Um, we will be doing a crossover pod this year again with our mates at the Insider. Um, they're our favourite nuffies of all, so we will have a chat with them again. Uh, closer to the season, only confirmed only one round of preseason games this year, Bombs. Yeah, and and you were just talking about how excited you were getting to start seeing some games and stuff. I don't know how excited you're going to get from one game, Corey. Honestly, it's a uh, it, it's shit. Nah, you Football know I like it. Shit. You know I love it. Why? Because there'll be plenty of teams that pick players like you know yeah fucking Brayshaw from Melbourne and you know some hack from Matty Wright from fucking Adelaide. He would just come back for a preseason game here or there and they'll just get real sucked into some bloke having a little bit of midfield minutes who's probably not going to play. Could do the opposite though. It could be we've only got one preseason game. Let's go and try to try a couple of things. And if they're not visible. So in terms of if you don't have these, all these mid-prices, you know, last year, Darcy McPherson, what did he have? Three games, smashed every single preseason game, right? If he only has one of those this year, like, who's going to start him? You know what I mean? Like, people would have jumped on on the back of three or four good preseason scores Pest. last year. Serial Pest was a big Darcy McPherson rider. So it's and just then stuff like that. So you is laugh. it going to... Not you laugh at the Greenwood mm. factor too. Like last year, we were kind of big on Greenwood in the preseason and then after watching his first couple, it was like, oh, you know, do you love him? And I think I ended up with him, you know, not too far off the start of the year. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's a little concerning. I think it's exciting. Well, I don't know if I can get excited about this, Corey. Well, I think I can. <laughs> uh, I can confirm tonight too, we're not on YouTube bumps, so you can say whatever the fuck you want. Oh, so we can really swear. You know, I was wondering why, because I think you started off at the top there with a couple of swears, and I thought, gee, all right, so maybe we're back on the Fs, but just the, just the Cs have been dropped here, Corey. So then I felt a little, I did feel a little more free, actually, as uh, You're as allowed we to you can say whatever the fucking country you want, mate. <laughs> well, let me get a few out of my system. Cunt, fucker, fucker, cunt, fuck, cunt, fuck, cunt, 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 dog, fuck, cunt, dog. This shit, fuck, cunt. I don't think I know that mother, one. Motherfucker. Fuck, I'll find that. We'll go from there. Um, sorry for the listeners that don't like to ever Look, we got a couple of questions today. Do we do? Yeah, we do. We do. Right. For the Patreons. There's a couple of Patreons who really care. Frogger, who's still stuck over in fucking Sweden or Switzerland or wherever he is. He's got some a lot of questions. I'll tell you now, it might be a good place to be with, with COVID, Corey, because their healthcare system's fucking right up there, oh, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he said they're fucked over there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it might not be a good place to be then, Corey. We're arguably in one of the safest places in the world right now, Bob. So you want to fucking say this when they go. Have you had a play at all? Have I had a play with the team? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. And you know what I've got at the moment, Corey? I want to hear what you um, Five premium Fords. And uh, and two mid-priced forwards. And you might be wondering, how can I fit it all in? Because midfield, Corey, honestly, it's it's like staring at Peter Legato's back. It does not turn me on, turn me on Corey. Very light. It's just, I've got Dangerfield and Sidebottom sitting in the midfield at the moment because um, I just think the value in Zeebel and Danaher is, is just bonkers. So I've kind of so got them um, in my midfield just to fill spots. Because when I look at midfielders, there's probably only five players maybe that excite me. Two are Lockie Neal and Oliver. And then yep. there's two that are a bit more cheaply priced in uh, Batman and Robin, Cripps and uh, Walsh. And when I say Bat- Batman, is obviously Walsh. Um, and the other one's not five. But then I'm thinking, 
geez, is he going to spend more time forward? Um, what's to go with him? We know he's going to miss games, so I'm not entirely confident on that pick. So, you know, n- none of these midfielders are exciting. You know, we could go, you know, your Zeritz and your Bonts and um, who else is there? Uh, who was there from last year, Corey? You're going to have to refresh my memory. Taylor Adams was probably up there. TA is uh, one that Jack Steele. Josh I'm Kelly never... just blitzed the Torrent trial as well. Permanently injured. Um, injured with him though. Any fucking midfielder from the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, and I'm and really I'm not going to pick Petrarca and Hunter either, am I? Like, um, so and and Tom Mitchell's had a you know a bit of word around injury and stuff in the really preseason. Apparently too, not going to so. be playing. Yeah, that that might be in doubt. So for me, it's well, I like Dunkley, I like Rowan Marshall, I like Dusty, I like Dangerfield, I like Sidebottom. Um, you know, half of them, well, if not half, four out of those five are midfield eligible. So why not just fucking pick Go all my forward-line players now and plan on trading them down there. mids later, yeah. I do not hate that idea. I do not hate it at all. Um, I had a chat with you the other day that I was thinking about taking Dunkley out of my team. Yeah, um, I just thought it was, yeah. Yeah, worried, worried out of those, kind of those forward mids. I mean... I love that planning, though, Box, and that's a little bit outside the box, but I absolutely love it because, like, <laughs> I know it's not going to happen, but you have a look at those forward mids and they just look like they're going to pick themselves. They do, they do. And you, when you look at a track history of Dusty, Danger, Sidebottom, Marshall, Dunkley, you look at games played, very, very high, a lot of them. Mm. I mean, Marshall's the one that I absolutely fucking love, like... Absolutely love it. Hey, do you then? So he's probably the one out of the four. One out, sorry, he's the one out of the five that I'm most comfortable not running. Yeah, see, for me, it's that that Dunkley pick that I just I'm so uncertain. And it's not that I don't think he's going to be a freak, and I don't he, like he could be their second ha- highest averaging player on the season. Like I'm, I'm not doubting that, but it's like he could also be the one that misses out. You know what I mean? It's that almost that little bit of unknown for Joshy D but that I did say to you. I mean, if they want him to stay at the club, then he's forced their hand in terms yeah. of needs to play. But there's also like you gotta you gotta also think that they would probably bank the rest of their stocks that something's going to emerge, and they know at the end of the year they've got to get rid of something. And although they've kept Dunkley now, it, it is that Premiership run, but it could almost be a Collingwood situation of last year where, you know what, fuck it, we got to get one of them out at the end. Let's give Dunks the turn, and if he doesn't progress, that's you know the best player there that. He may go to Essendon at some stage. It's, it's last year. It's funny. Have a chat with me halfway through last year, and imagine saying, "Well, Collingwood supported trouble is not going to be there." Yeah, they would have told you to go fuck yourself. Like that's a funny one. Hey, um, you having any dilemmas down back? I mean, Lloyd Whitfield, Williams, Laird. Like, think about what Laird done last year going into that midfield. Whitfield is Whitfield. Um, Zach Williams is probably going to be one of Carlton's main midfielders this year. And how do you start with a man that's, I think, I've seen a stat last 56 games he's played, he's put a ton up over 45 times in Jake Lloyd. Yeah. What happens yeah, no, down back? It's a, it's a very tough conversation. Essentially, if the money's left over, I'll start Jake Lloyd. But it's it's hard to do that when I'm trying to squeeze in players like Zeebel and Danaher and, you know, Cunnington through the middle as well and, and these kinds of players. So if the money's there, I think Lloyd still is the number one pick. And, and I think Laird at that price is a non-negotiable, whether that's defender one or defender two, particularly with the, the back end to last year. Whitfield, I reckon, maybe a little controversially here, Corey, he could be the one that could be left out. Just, um, 
history of the body and stuff is is more or less why um, I'm going to go down that path. And I think the way Jack Crisp finished off um, last year, I think he probably needs to be spoken about a little bit more. Um, Zach Williams, I mean, I probably would have gone for someone around that price range. And if he wasn't there, I'd be having a strong look at Liam Duggan, to be honest. Um, but he is there. And uh, again, this is, this is a body thing. So when it comes to Williams and Whitfield, depending on what sort of depth we get, um, with defender rookies, I'm probably not going to run the combination of Whitfield and Williams just because they both go down the same week or if one of them is constantly injured, then I'm constantly down a primo. Um, and early in the season, that's that's kind of going to be harsh. So I'm going to do what I can to get Whitfield up to Lloyd, but I'm not sure it's possible at this point. And it's funny because you know whichever one you pick, the other one's going to fucking pop too. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Um, you just mentioned Crisp. Chris... Crisp, you said, yeah, Jack. Jack. Yeah, Jack Crisp, yeah, the uh, Crisp one, yeah. or Lloyd. You can take nah, well, Price into the equation as well. No, nah, Lloyd. I Crisp mean, or Whitfield. Yeah. Um, oh, if I don't start Whitfield and I can't afford Lloyd, I think Crisp is where I'm going. Yep. Williams or Crisp. Um, Williams at the price. Yep. Crisp or Led. Oh, Led. You got to take into account too. Think about Jackie Crisp and what he done. The best was when that midfield was a little bit lighter on in any given week. He was extremely well at having his stint to the midfield and running off at halfback and being that ball user. So Chris could be that man that just fucking pops from Trelaw leaving. Collingwood, Collingwood's very interesting, I think, when it, when it comes to the back line anyway, because you've got Howe who averaged 120 on the season at you know just a tick over 500k. From four games. And then... Yeah, from four games, you got Crisp. Um, you know, averaged just under a hundred at a kind of very similar kind of price, and then you got Maynard, who averaged one hundred and two on the year, but probably eighty of those points he scored in the first half every week. So imagine if he could put together a full game, um, and all those are very interesting. The backline is by far, and I say this because I, I know I said midfielders are hard to kind of gauge, but I think midfielders are hard to gauge who's actually going to be good, if that makes sense. Yeah. Defenders are really hard to pick a top six because we haven't even mentioned players like Luke Ryan at this point and Caleb Daniel and Tom Stewart, who, you know, are probably all going to average um, the three figures. Yeah, well, fuck, that's that. And, and you got Luke McDonald. Yes. It, do you think that it's the, then that's the case, that that's probably the line that you just go pick Lloyd Williams and have a gamble, like you said, on a lead or a... Um, I don't think Laird's a gamble. Like, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. third, you know, Laird or, um, sorry, rephrase, you're probably more gambling on Williams. And I think you can, yeah, Williams. Williams is a gamble. So if, you, if you're if you going to want to just set and forget sort of Lloyd Laird, I think um, that's a pretty comfortable kind of move. And then Williams, I think if you can find the 50-60K, I think Williams to Crisp, That's I think that's a that's a good move. It's going to say the next, next question I got is no Williams, no Zach Williams. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't hate it. I mean, you're talking about a guy who, now we know, oh, midfield time, midfield time. Corey, the, realistically, does he have aerobic capacity to do that for an entire season? I don't think so. And is one preseason going to fix that? Certainly not. Um, and now you've got a bloke who's going to do some, you know, uh, sort of more miles in the legs whose body had already let him down previously. Now, maybe he won't be as bursty as he may have been a halfback and that might protect his hamstrings. I'm not too sure, but I'm very, very skeptical around Williams being able to play, you know, 18 plus games. And and for that reason, I'm happy to pay 50, 60 extra or might even be 70 for someone like Jack Crisp, who, um, who might not necessarily average as much, you know, in terms of 
potentially what they could do for the season. Um, but he'll certainly play every single game. And it's funny too, because they've brought him in to be the bursty man as well. So talk about protecting those hamstrings. Uh, I don't know how much they can be protected when you've got the A-grade talent of, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Sam Walsh in his, you know, what, uh, third year now. Like, we are all expecting Walsh to just be that, that beat. Like, where's your ceiling on Walsh, by the way? Like, I know I'm going off on a tandem here, but I think he's going to be the best midfielder at Carlton next year. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. Yeah. So does that mean that there is that little bit more risk or Zach Wimps might might go to a wing? Yeah. I don't necessarily see Williams as an um, on-the-ball kind of player. Yeah, I mean, sort of, yeah. yeah, he might so be there kind of for the gaff. Well, yeah, because it's interesting because I think if you look at Carlton's kind of centre-bounce team, if you like, Setterfield doesn't – I don't see Setterfield kind of on the – perimeters. Um, Ed Kerno certainly doesn't play another position and, and neither will Patrick Cripps, right? So, and you can only have three midfielders kind of in that middle. Um, that's three without including Sam Walsh. And and then that's without including players that they think will roll through there like Zach Williams. So um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of combinations they end up with. You know, we speak um, probably the last 12, 18 months about you know, Frio and, you know, what they used to do in their midfield when it came to, you know, it was either Fife kind of went out or whoever it was and they, you know, and they run that trio through there. Yep. Um, I think so it's going to be interesting to see because we don't know how Carlton's midfield's kind of going to structure up. So he'll get some centre bounce attendance, um, but he, his midfield time is going to be because he'll be sort of midfield around the ground, if that makes sense, in yep. and around kind of like those stoppages and bursting from stoppages more so than the centre bounce because I don't, I think he's going to do a hell of a lot of damage through the centre bounce, if that makes sense. What do you think he's going to average on the... Is it going to be 100? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he did 100 at GWS, so I'd be anticipating in and around that. I don't think his ceiling's incredibly high. I'd be incredibly shocked if he went 105 plus, to be honest. Like, yeah. I, I think his ceiling is around the 100. Um, so again, it comes down to more or less, have you got the, have you got the spare change there? Because you've got the spare change there, you go elsewhere. Yeah, I'll, I'll, that's what I'll do. But yeah. I mean... I don't know about you, but I've found it uh, incredibly hard to find change anywhere, particularly when I'm trying to get change just to get someone like Lloyd in. Um, and uh, I know I've spent a little bit sort of cheaper in the midfield, but those forward line players, you know, the five of them that I've got, they're fucking 550 plus, you know, a lot yeah. of them. Yep. And I don't hate that tactic. I mean, I've had a play, and I'm just playing around, like while we're talking, I'm playing around with going light on the forwards and that's purely just to go against what you're saying right now and seeing what I could do with the rest of the field. You know, that's that's not what I'm going to do, but that's what we do when we play. I, I, I don't think, I think you're an idiot if you only play one strategy when you have yeah. longer players and, yeah. and things like that. It's, it's going to change so much. It's And you know what? It'll come down to as well, I mean, what rookies we're presented with because if we've got um, an abundance of mid-rookies and we're really light on in defence, then we're going to need to go buy that extra primo in defence at some point and chop someone through the midfield. So potentially what I could be doing is I could be chopping, you know, a side bottom or a marshal potentially and bringing in a Jake Lloyd with a little bit of uh, extra money by, you know, DPP and all that kind of crap because yeah. we don't know what's going on with rookies and I suspect we're not even going to know um, – <laughs> honestly, even sort of round one teams, um, we're going to be picking just fucking if your name, you're in. Yep, and that's 100% what it'll be, um, which is why I don't mind a little bit more 
mid-price Magnus this year. Kind of the normal as well. Hey, um, side bottom. You said his name just before. I'm. I was big on him. We talked about it on the on the golf course the other day. Um, you said you don't mind the pick either. Are we getting side bottom the midfielder who's got to control Collingwood, or are we getting side bottom the forward line player who's you know got to help off a half forward flank, or are we getting a you know traditional side bottom of old who can do both? Where do you think he is at? I think thirty two years old this year. Uh, I'll confirm that as you want to have a bit of a chimwag. Um, I think side bottom. I couldn't care less how old he is to be 30. honest. Corey. It's only thirty. Yeah. Um, and I'm not phased by that one bit to be honest. Um. I think Sidebottom gets you triple figures. Um, Sidebottom naturally will have games where he does 50s, but then sort of rebound with a 150. I don't and think he'll go as low as 50. Yeah, I see. It's the What's the impact of Trelaw going to have on the team? So, you know, Sidebottom at his sort of best, and I still think he could do that this year. He could still go like 110, to be fair. Go, I think at his absolute best, I think he can go higher than that. Yeah, I mean, potentially, but um, I still think he has a few sort of low games in him. So, you know, I'll probably see him around that 102 to kind of 107 mark. Um, and at 590 as a 4, 588 as a forward, I just I just don't see a lot of um, reason not to pick him. Like, it's 20 more K than Dunkley. Dunkley's obviously going to have a better ceiling, but how's that kind of going to go? I mean, Sidebottom's had kind of, I guess, a, a big layoff now, and, and maybe that'll help. I mean, you know, maybe that'll really refresh him. He might be able to get another year out of his body as a result of, um, you know, pulling out, what was it, the last month of the year and then finals? Yeah, and he's just, he's like such a professional as well. I mean... Yeah. He, he doesn't miss games. He doesn't get injured. Nah, he loves football. Loves he doesn't football. get suspended. He's a gun. He'll rack he's it. A gun. He's, for me, he's, he's not a concern, and, and to be honest, I don't know why he wasn't almost first picked behind Dangerfield in my forward line. How's Dangers? Let's let's get to that in a second. But I agree, and we had that conversation the other day, again, on the golf course, where all the best Supercoach chat happens. So if you don't play golf, get down to your local golf course and have a hit. Uh, we are sponsored by Golf Australia, as you well and truly know. Um, they're a big fan of Bob's game, so they've put sponsorship on his back. Um it's, yeah, and I agree. But Dangerfield, mate, apparently flying back to Adelaide to have a bit of a look on his uh, body. And how much are you buying to that? Oh, I haven't heard any of this. You're going to need to explain a little yeah. more. So I went to, I don't know what it was. I just seen, it could have been just a bit of a clickbait article as they uh, come up. Went, uh, went across back to Adelaide to get some things checked out. Uh, As in like melanoma type things? No, no, or? no, no, no. Uh, the soft tissue. Oh, soft tissue. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking, I'm not going to care about that, Corey. Nah, you just think pre-season. Why do you need to go to Adelaide to do that? That's what I'd uh, be specialist over there of some sort. Oh, well, fucking Adelaide are just full of highly intelligent people all yeah, of a sudden, really, like, Corey. injury news or... I mean, probably, you know. To, to be fair, he's probably gone over there because one of the doctors was caught fucking interstate trying to come back to Melbourne. He couldn't get back in because of the fucking COVID laws. Yeah, was Patrick all Dangerfield suffers injuries set back in first week of pre-season. You had me questioning myself there, Bumps. I didn't know if I knew what was going on. Um, he sat out training earlier this week. But he reckons he'd be right to go to kick off the season. Abductor. Up a leg injury. Corey, I know, look, 
I know there's a vacancy in the world at the moment because Trump's been banned off Twitter and he's he's out of you know presidency and all the rest of it. But you don't need to bring in this hashtag fake news, Corey. I was hoping to try and get a bit of a presidency <laughs> campaign going and go over there and make America great again. It's look, it's not fake news. It's there. It's uh, I didn't report it, Corey. It's fake news. It's not a concern. You can have a go at let's find out who wrote this article because you can oh, have well, a fucking real Fucking guy, Tim Mitchell probably called it. Uh, Tom Mitchell, it's, isn't it? Tom Mitchell, is it? Yes, yeah, I remember. No, 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 it is Tim. No, it is. No. Is it? I don't fucking know. I don't know. The squarehead bloke, isn't that who I'm talking about? Yeah. Fuck, I can't even remember. That's how long we've been out of the game. And who's that other nuffy? Who's that other fucking idiot? Tim, Mitchell, that's... Tim Mitchell's the super coach bloke, is he? Oh, well. Yeah, probably not him then, Corey. I wouldn't have thought. Uh, <laughs> fucking um, who's who's the peanut? Oh, I can't stand him. He's um, he's on talking footy. I think it's not Sam Edmund. No, not Sam Edmund. Not a uh, fucking with the glasses. No, nah, he doesn't have glasses. He's got like a real does, oval head. Like does it with Adam Cooney. Um, oh. I'm gonna have a look at quickly look up football journalist here, Corey. It's Your not Sam McClure. Sure. I wasn't thinking of him. He's just popped up. He's got a real. Oh, he, anyway, get us onto the new topic, and I'll I'll let you know. I fucking want to know who the fucking reporter is before, because you've just knocked Tim Mitchell, and Tim Mitchell's a big Supercoach community advocate. So no, nah, well, Corey. I mean, that, that was unintentional there, Corey. Almost um, like Tom Morris, and it's not Tom Morris. I'm big Tom. Oh, Morris. Tom Morris. That might be him, actually. Hold on, let me yeah, look up his mug. Would be. It would be Tom Morris. Yes, he's the fucking idiot. Nah, the Glenn Maxwell look like. Morris he's a is good. fucking knob. Oh, no, you can... <laughs> Uh, poor Tommy Morris. Fuck Tom Morris. Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck, someone's going to let us know who I'm thinking of, too. Fucking, he does look like Glenn Maxwell, mate. Look at his fucking Yeah, head. bro, he looks exactly like Glenn Maxwell. <laughs> Yikes. Moving on. Oh, fucking hell, you got that fucking, that dickhead's head stuck in my head right now. Who? Tom Morris? No, the one that we can't think of who it actually is. Cause I know That's who... why I probably said Tim Mitchell, because that was TM. I know who you're talking about. Um... Tom Brown is the one I was thinking of. Oh, Tom Brown. Yeah, he's Tom the squarehead one. Yeah, that's he's the, the one. squarehead yeah, one. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Apologies, Tim Mitchell, if you do. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good man, Tim Mitchell. Um, yeah, so... Are North, the North just offered so much value with Zeeble and Cunners? I'm, I'm tempted to pick an entire team with North Melbourne plays. You Did can... you hear they were talking about Zeeble going playing down off the halfback flank? Yep. No, nah, I'm not even worried about that, Corey. Because Fuck, he I'd, lasts about I'd welcome three seconds that. There. He'd last three seconds there. If, as long as he's out of the forward pocket, Corey, he's a fucking, he's a gold mine mm. for us. Um, I'll, I'll run you through some names, Corey, because the most fantasy irrelevant team for the last 10 years is all of a sudden relevant. You've got Cunnington at 439, Zeeble at 257. You've even got McDonald in the back line at 512. People can make an argument, I reckon, as well, for Todd Goldstein again at 600K yeah. in the rucks. I mean, and then I reckon they've, they've probably got one or two rookies that are sort of going to fall through come, as well. Keep an eye on Phillips. LDU's going to explode, but you couldn't pay 400000 for him. Funny, LDU, Tarrant, like they're players that you could get to a point at one stage. just like, oh, fuck, where did they come from? There's Honestly, there's about six North Melbourne players you could pick and you you wouldn't be... Uh, well, actually, you would be in the wrong by having a crack of people for trying to select them because, for once, they've given us some options, and it's more or less because of the value of every single one of them. Uh, don't forget Phoenix Spicer as well. 
Well, like the old Fawkes there. Uh, <laughs> 117k, wasn't he? Yeah, the greatest name in Australian football. Yeah, so oh, for once, and Aaron it's about all Jaden Stevenson, Cam Zuha. Isn't he meant to be better than Digoey? Well, he probably is, Corey. But you 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 wouldn't go um you wouldn't go near too many of those. Um, Flynn Perez. He's been on the list for a few years now. Aiden Bonner. Did not start oh, him last Jesus year? Jesus Christ. Well, you really... I remember you were speaking him up a fair bit. What's he worth this year? He would have gone down from his start. Nah, 245. He's gone up? Yeah. And he's a fucking... Fuck, he's a defender. I've just looked him up. Do you know what's going to be funny? No matter what happens is that North Melbourne are just still going to be fucking irrelevant as they've ever been. Well, you know what? To be fair, out of all the ones I mentioned, realistically, two of them only have potentially... Only have potential to be keepers, and that's McDonald and Goldstein. But the value in Zeebel at 250 and Cunnington at sub 440. I, I mean, you getting too sucked into Cunners because of the trade in uh, a couple of years back in our keeper leagues? Well, not really, because why would I want him, Corey? I've already got rid of him. I want him. I don't want him to do too good anymore. No, nah, you'd love him. <laughs> hey, um, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, go. There, there was a guy, um, you know how you, you know, Fornox Spicer, you know, it was all yeah. because of his name. You know, there's a guy Collingwood called Chug. No way. Yeah. Chug Lug? He's a, he's a defender forward, Isaac Chug. Mm. That's, I, I reckon we might be able to do something with that. Not scale for elites, Chug for elites, I reckon. Chug. He, just, he might just he might just become an ambassador for us. Well, I do have an Anton Tohill badge, so I might get my <laughs> Chug badge this for you. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, um, thought we'd play a bit of a game. We've spoken. Oh, yep. Quite a little bit of that teams. Um, Will, who is honestly one of the hardest working admins we've got, has been running a yay or nay every single night on Facebook. Have you seen? Yeah. Um, uh, well, every now and then, Corey, I might uh, I might just have a read of what he's had to That's produce. That's right. We're gonna go yay or nay for the ones he's produced so far. I don't want much. I don't want a lot of details. I'm just gonna go yay or nay for the players that he's gone through. You can give me a, a quick spiel if you want to. No, no, no. Look. Yay for me means their consideration. Yep. And nay means I'm not considering. Beautiful. We'll just and keep it short. And that's all I need. Yay or nay? And we're going to start with, I've gone back with Jack McRae. Nay. Why? Well, because I'm not starting a dog's midfielder in the midfield. So Love it. what I mean by that's that is I'm need. starting Dunkley. Yep. yep. And I'm also a nay because Trelaw scares the shit out of me. Jeremy Howe. Nay. I'm also a nay. I think there's just too much value for someone coming off an ACL. Hmm? Yay or nay, Dustin Martin? Um, Yay, because he's under consideration. Yep, I'm also a yay. He's in my team right now, and I just think that I don't have the balls to go in without Dusty. He's not. He's a, definitely not an early season kind of guy, and all you got to do is go listen to the very first, the, well, the pot, last podcast of a preseason of any podcast in a year and listen to what Bombs thinks about Dustin Martin for <laughs> fucking four weeks. But... And then watch me start him. Yeah, the, exactly. The same week. <laughs> and then <laughs> absolutely curse it up too. So, gotta love it. Yay or nay, Braden Pruce? Yay. Yay. Oh, I probably don't have a bigger yay out there. He'd have to get injured. Yep. Yay or nay, Petrarca? Nay. Nay for me also. I don't even think we have to explain that. Yay or nay, Ben Cunnington? Yay. Yep, yay for me too. I think the value is there unless that back fucks up big time. Yay or nay, Isaac Heaney? Nay. Yep, nay as well. I just think there's too much other value. Yay or nay, Zach Williams? Yay. 
Yay, and it's just on the price that's there. Highest average, 101.6 in 2019. Yeah, you probably won't even beat that this year, Corey. Yep. It's interesting. Yay or nay, Sam Rao? Oh, Sam Rao. Matt Rao. Uh, nay. Wow, I'm yay. Can't see how I'm going to the year without him. Okay. Underpriced, I think. Yay or nay, Max Gorn? If Bruce is injury-free, well, hold on. I'll I'll give a bit of a spill on this one. If there are no concerns injury-wise in terms of Grundy and Bruce, then Max Gorn is a nay. If one of them are under a cloud, he's a big yay. Yeah, he's a yay for me. He's in my team at the moment with Bruce. And it's not that I don't trust Grundy. It's just I think, I think Gorn... Just is, I think he just loves playing football and is better fantasy super coach relevant than Grundy is. And it's weird because Grundy's a gun, but I wouldn't be surprised if Grundy slid down. I can't see Grawn sliding too much, you know what I mean? He's not going to finish at 751, I can guarantee you that. Um, but I wouldn't, I would be surprised if I seen Grundy average under 120, where I don't think there's any chance that Grawn doesn't average over 120. Yeah, I think you mean you. Mean that the other way around, because you said, so. yeah, yeah, you said you don't think Gorn can average over one twenty. Yep, other way around. I think Grundy. Yeah. Um, here on the table there. Yeah, you know, the ruck situation. We've gone back now to regulation minutes. Yep. Now, if we saw a trend last year, it was that ruckmen were significantly higher scoring. Yep. So okay. Go back and look at twenty nineteen. Now I, I know, but. In 2019, what did he average? What, 130? Yeah. Top of my head. He's priced at 140. That's okay. Grundy, Grundy average, what's he priced at? 120? Yep. I think Grundy, for the price, is priced correctly and you're not going to lose oh. too much value. I think Gorn is overs because quarters go back to kind of regulation you know, length, I know that might mean more minutes on ground, but in terms of time on ground percentage, I think that goes down now for Gorn. Yep. Um, My and, counter mm. argument to that is I can comfortably see Gorn going 130. I don't know if I can comfortably see Grundy going 130. So even if they both take a 10-point regression, they're going to drop the same. Well, I mean, that's all kind of relative, isn't it? Yeah. But I think I can buy Gorn cheaper. Yep, I've played this game before though, and it doesn't work in Supercoach. I well, I reckon. So, what's more likely to happen, Grundy at five fifty or Gorn at six fifty? I think Gorn at six fifty is more likely than Grundy at six fifty. So, I will start with my eggs in Grundy's basket because money's tight as well. Don't forget, we're trying to I'm trying to squeeze in um, Lloyd. I'm trying to get Williams up to someone else. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. It's a hundred thousand. And I think Gorn's more likely to lose 100000 than Grundy. And for that reason, it's Grundy over Gorn. But the moment Bruce gets injured or the other one gets injured, Gorn's straight in and I'll find the money, whatever means. Uh, and it's funny too because I think I can go the other way because I've gone a little bit more mid-price crazy than you have. Um, oh, fuck, I forget what the question was. It was super, super relative as well, but... Yeah, we'll have to move on from there. Oh, sorry, that was my question. Does Grundy? How does Grundy react off Trelaw? Does he have to do more around the midfield, or does that go to the likes of Brown and Brown and Dacos? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not Grundy's a ruckman, and I think when you when you give a guy 
you know, with the years he's had in the in the previous few, a seven-year contract at that sort of money, the expectation on him year on year would be pretty much the same, that, you know, he gets to do, you know, the best thing for himself and the team, if that makes sense. And so um, I, I don't think that changes because Trelaw's not in the team. Trelaw, you know, missed a whole bundle of games and so be it. But, you know, in, in any other week, you're probably missing a midfielder anyway. So, um Trelaw was probably not a great player in terms of that relationship with Grundy anyway, I would imagine. I haven't seen the stats score, but you know how like Gorn and Oliver have that relationship. Yeah, I'd say I think Adams is more important to Grundy than Trelaw is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and so Gorn and Oliver kind of have that really kind of good relationship just as, you know, Goldstein and Higgins had and, and all the rest of it. So... It's it's not a concern. Does that it might just yeah, mean no, no, points available? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you've you've got a fantastic point there. Now with Grundy, does because a lot of people say you know he played his best footy in his contract year, and of course a lot of players do, but he wasn't as good last year, and he is a player that has notoriously said that he struggled being away from home and playing in hubs, do you think being back in Melbourne with family, with friends, is going to have a huge impact on him? Well, yeah. If, if he said that, then it, it has to. Otherwise, he'd be virtually lying. Yeah, and you don't trust lies, do you? That's why Brett's not allowed on the podcast anymore. There's, there's, a, there's a big list of those kind of people for him. Yay or nay, Dane's I'll tell you what, you actually can't fucking trust Brett. I, I sent him a very thoughtful text message the other day. And then, I, I, I'm not kidding you, he responded about 20 hours later, and within three seconds of responding to me, he shot it up to Twitter. Like, I, I, this was a private chat, Brett. Like, since when was that fucking public information? You honestly can't trust him. Then I, you know what was funny? Is I messaged him the night before, I got no reply. You, you still haven't. No, I did got one because I uh I sent him a message calling him a fucking dog. Well, Super Bowl <laughs> day's coming up, Corey, and yep. uh, well, that that'll be an interesting conversation between the three of us, I'd imagine. And I'm sure there'll be an, an annual AGM photo of uh, the Super Bowl day. Yeah, well, probably. And Do you have um, any shows? Well, Corey, I can I can guarantee you one thing: it's either he will show or two of him will show, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah, no, Dane Zorkin. <laughs> nay. Nay. Yay or nay, Sam Walsh. Oh, can I just say, how stiff is that, like, to nay Dane Zorko in a year he's been given forward status? Yeah. It's yep. just fucking, like, there's still, for me, just, like, six forwards ahead of him. That's the only reason. Do you know what's funny? The bloke who does start with him will reap the rewards. I can guarantee yeah, you that. Potentially, yeah. Um <laughs> Sam Walsh was the next one. Yeah, big yay for that. And 525 for Dane Zorka too, so he's pretty cheap. Yeah. Uh, yep, Sam Walsh is a huge yay for me. Again, he falls into that category of the three midfielders that I just can't see how I'm going to start without. Who, Walsh, Walsh, Walsh Rao Cunners. <laughs> fuck. It's actually Maybe fuck. you're going to round it off, Neil and Oliver. Yeah, that's what I've got right now. That's my five midfielders. Oh, man. Yep. Okay. Crazy. Yay on A, Jake Lloyd. Uh, yay. Yeah. This is, he's the first pick to my team this year. I think it's from a man who didn't have him last year, so it hurt. Uh, yay or nay, Ben Brown at 260k. I mean, you talk about Zeeble, Danaher, yeah. you can quite comfortably throw Ben Brown into that conversation, couldn't you? So, um, yeah, big yay. Yeah, I'm a massive guy on this. This is a bloke who kicked 60 goals at Melbourne. 
Yeah. I mean, he can average 80 sort of comfortably and yeah. that 260K. So you're not expecting him to be top six forward. You just want to ride that price here. You can ultimately go and get your primo at some point. That never forget, he could play a comp- like almost the same role that, um, what was his name? Jesse Hogan played mm. as well. Yep. Yep. So there you go. I'm big. A big, big yay on the Ben Brown. I don't have him at the moment, but I'm a big yay. Uh, yay or nay, Paddy Cripps? Oh, big yay. And I, I think borderline um, team, I'm trying to think of a more politically correct word than the one I tr- very hesitantly don't want to say, Corey. Um, you're going to screw your season if... You're allowed uh, to say whatever you want. We can say whatever. Well, it's, it's borderline team suicide, Corey. I just didn't want to mention that word. Yeah. Um, 520 for a guy who can comfortably return to 120 average. I know. I know. Zach Williams. I know. Sam Walsh improvement. I know. Adam Sard now. Points fucking flying left, right and centre for the Blues. And, you know, albeit it will be in a premiership year, Corey. But um, Paddy Cruz, I mean, 520. It's just the value that is there with the runs previously on the board. Fucking how do you not? I mean, the talk about him just bulking up again, like, you know, getting back to the body he had two years ago and focusing less on being lean and just becoming more contested. Yeah, It almost says to me, because everything about Carlton for the last two years has been, oh, well, fucking we got to learn to do it without Patrick Cripps. But then it's like, hey, Paddy, this offseason, just fucking bulk yourself up, mate, because we're going to need you to fucking carry us. Yeah, and that's, that's the message I'm getting. Yeah, that's the thing, too. It's like, it's like become as big, instead of fucking leaning down like we get you to do every single year, become the bull. Be the bull that we need you to be. Get the ball, get it to us. You know what? If that's what you're fucking good at, do it. I, I, I can't believe that Carlton go the other way. Like, this was a kid that's like fucking 120 kegs. Or not, you know, a bit of an over-exaggeration there. But <laughs> at fucking 20 years old, 21 years old, carrying the team when he's back. Mate, we need you to slim down. We need you to, oh, fuck that. Let him go. He's an animal. He's only going to injure himself by slimming down. Yeah. And I say that because... His mindset with how he's played football, with how he's dominated fields, you know, for his entire career and all the rest of it, you know, going in, this is all instinct stuff. That in that in and contested stuff, that's yeah. all instinct. Stop. You lean down and continue to try do that. Well, no fucking, no fucking shit. You've had shoulder issues the last 12 months now. It would not, Corey, I think you'll come to your senses at some point. And if we're talking about, um, you know, Crips v. Walsh, Crips v. Rao, Crips v. Cunnington or whoever, someone else, you know, at that kind of price. And I know you're a big Matty Rail fan, Corey, but He's going that way. when you look at runs on the board, it's going to cost you an extra 20 grand to start I'd ra- Crips. I'd rather, go, I'd rather go down. It's going to save go, you. I'd rather go Clary down. Yeah, it's going to save you 20 grand from Walsh down to Crips because, you know, Walsh, we're anticipating the next step. Well, we know Crips has kind of got that in him. Mate, Conor McGregor, styles make fights. And uh, that bloke, Paddy Cripps, has one of the best styles of football you could ever see for a Supercoach game. We don't have... Because um, Supercoach opens tomorrow, is that correct? Uh, yeah, for everyone else. Yep. So we don't have ownership kind of percentages. Nope. But I I dare say, I mean, his ownership percentage to start the year should not be under 40%. Cripper? Yeah. I think it will be. Five twenty. I know that needs that needs to be you know that, that's that's as morals as um you know starting one of and I'm talking just one of Dunkley Martin and Dangerfield in the forward yep. line. That's funny because he was in my team before I jumped on the pod tonight. 
I just only just changed it to Walsh because I'm huge on Sam Walsh. Look at the players around his name. Sean Higgins, Jack Billings, Tim Kelly. I mean, uh, look, I think Lockie Neal is probably the only one in the midfield that you have to say, I'm going to start. And, and from the, no, like, and Clary. The... I don't <laughs> care. Those two, you don't start the year without the two of them. Do you reckon Kripa couldn't average as much as Clary in the year, but? Yeah, he could, but There's I don't... The question I... that you know that Clary's going to average 110 to 115. Like, you know that minimum. Yep. 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 What about Trapper? Like, not, I'm not saying starting, but could Trapper just take points off him? Or it was last year the best Petrarca we'll see. Yeah, Petrarca won't emulate that. Are you kidding me? Petrarca will never have a better super coach slash actual football season in his entire career. He yeah. should, if I was his manager, I'd be getting him to sign a contract extension of whatever fucking dollars he wants. <laughs> and and because, honestly, Corey, it would what not surprise it? me to see him go an average fucking 94 yeah, next year. Yeah, one of those nine-year deals goes and plays on a hard-fought flight. Yeah, fucking, yep. he's going to make the most of his time in the in the light there. Yep. Yay or nay, uh, Dyson Apple. <sighs> There's too Green much going on the midfield. No, I know. I mean, you talk about mid-prices. Nay. I mean, I know he's 320. Imagine got him at defender can or I say this? Can I, or... Yeah, can I, can I say this, though? You can say whatever you want. Cunners and Heppel, it's one or the other, not both. And if potentially the difference between, you know, let's do a 2v2, Corey. You know I like doing 2v2s. Yep. Cunnington and Whitfield or Jake Lloyd and Dyson Heppel? Lloyd and Apple. Yeah, and you, like so, when you start to use the hundred grand, it starts to make more yeah. sense, I reckon, to, yeah. for you to start Heppel. But when you say Heppel initially, it's kind of like, yeah, it's a bit ugly because probably up until the last twenty-four months, he'd been kind of injury-free. But now he's on, you know, the wrong side of thirty. He's had yeah. these kind of lingering issues. It's just scary. But that's the thing with Cunnington as well. It's the same situation. That's why you can't start both. You can only go the one. Shaved his dreadlocks off. Yeah, fucked. but what, what's that old tale? Uh, Samson and uh, Goliath and fucking David and Goliath, was David that? David and Goliath, yeah. And it was the one with the little fucking rock that won it? Yep. Was that David? Yeah, I mean, it's the same David. kind of thing. No, 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 that's the wrong thing. No, Samson was the fucking, the, the old, uh, the guy that... Um, what, he marks me David and Goliath, which was the stone. No, nah, yeah, David and Goliath was the fucking stone, but there was there was another fucking tale, and I'm not great on this kind of stuff, Corey, but there was another tale of someone fucking cutting his hair or something and he lost all his power, did he not? No, I've got no idea. I'm dropping fucking cunts, mate. I'm not going to give you any biblical stories. Um, I'll find it out for you, Corey. It was Samson. Here we go. If he's, uh, When he slept, his uh, faithless Deliah brought in a Palestine who cut Samson's hair, and he lost all his strength, Corey. Yeah. So we shall refer to him as Samson Heppel. <laughs> Samson Heppel. He's been cooked Which means we can't start him. Um, hey, what, what means what we're it? fucked because both of us are fucking receding here, Corey. We're yeah. fucking <laughs> I, lost, I lost all my power a long time ago. <laughs> um, my hair's been falling out for a little while. Hey, one of the great comments that you'll see here in the yay or nay for Dyson Heppel is at Melbourne Comedy Festival time already. Well, you, you know, it's funny that that bloke actually mentioned that because it is. I actually got... <laughs> Access to some free tickets, Green. I didn't advertise oh, it. Oh, where? Where is it? We should go. Um, uh, it it potentially could be fucking on the first. No, no, no. It's next week. I think the the second, third, and fourth. I think it is. Um, I'll tell you now. If anyone's super keen on getting out to a free show, Melbourne. Uh, where's it held, Court? Uh, 
the North Melbourne. The They're team. everywhere, aren't they? The Melbourne Comedy. Oh, you're talking about the comics lounge. The comics lounge, Corey. Yeah. Um, if anyone wants free tickets to the comics lounge, uh, it's a couple hour show going on. I think it's the second, third, and fourth of Feb. Um, you jump onto the Patreon and uh, just at me in there and be like, hey, Bombs, um, can you hook us up with the tickets? And Patreon like... is free too. So any Patreon members right now that are in there. Yeah, you uh, can me and if, you, if you don't want to join Patreon, but you just want to come and get some free tickets, fuck, you can do that as well. Yeah, I can't promise you anything because they did get sent out to me last week. But if you reach out to me, I can I can uh, I can reach back out to them and see what I can get well, a what's second, third, get a, fourth. What was that? Did you say second, third, fourth? Yeah, I reckon. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. If you want to give us a second, mate, I can probably fucking. Mate, we could we could do a Tuesday night next week, I reckon. We've already got Tuesday night in the fucking calendar. Oh, course. we do too. You fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. You had to be fucking worried for a second. No, no wonder why you text me the other day. You've gone, hey, can you just fucking remind me? To, yeah, oh, just to give you a little bit of backstory for those who are not Patreons and don't know, if, if I ever book something with you, you need to remind me about 45 times. Fucking yeah. Bond's been messaging me for weeks to try and organise something. I finally teed it up. And then I'm like, yeah, mate, can you just remind me about four times before next week? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, I've even got it in my going. Yeah, I'm actually free on the fucking second next week. Monty, I'm going to say, Victoria, I fucking got that date booked in. Oh, hey, my, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm actually very much looking forward to that. I was uh, telling someone about it last night, to be honest. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's good news, Corey. Um, just hopefully you remember to rock up. Um, yeah, now I can confirm it's uh, Tuesday the 2nd, Wednesday the 3rd, uh, Thursday the 4th. They've got shows each night. Um, doors open at 6, show starts at 8pm, goes for two hours. Uh, tickets usually worth 30 bucks a head, um, but I'll be able to get them free of charge if you are. If you hit me up with your preferred date there, and I can see what I can do for you. Hey, what, fu- always a fucking good night. Have you been to one? Have yep. I got you to that before? Yep, I have been to one. Um, yeah, yep. I think I've been that, to them before as well. Courtesy, yeah, courtesy of you. It was one of the first times I went out with uh, Big Lukey and uh, Natty. Uh, oh, okay. Down there it was uh, it was a real good night. Fucking funny, funny night because they try yeah. a lot of their uh, new material down there. So they do, and they they kind of just get um. And I know we're way off topic now, Corey, but maybe people want to listen. I don't know, but um, and they kind of just get people who either trying the new material or they're kind of um young and sort of new to the game and just getting some XP under the belt. And I think that's why they they try and when maybe tickets aren't selling too much, Corey, they just. They try and dish them off to people like me who can okay. see if we can uh, fill fucking the Fucking funny. They're actually <laughs> fucking funny. I remember we had this one young kid one night when I was in hysterics as we left. Um, good aphrodisiac too, Bumps. If you if, Is uh, it? If ever, anyone's got a young lady or male they want to take down there and... Um, it's almost as good as the $4 passion pop on the shelf. So, <laughs> I'll leave that there. Questions, Bumps. There's not much. So, we'll go through quick. Um, Abel, Stable Abel, who is listed as fuckable on uh, Patreon. What fuckable Abel? Uh, yeah, he's just gone with, and we can say this because we're not on the YouTube, he's just gone with Collingwood of Cunts. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Discuss. Uh, I don't, I just, I don't disagree. There's yeah. not much to add. It's funny, I strongly agree. I'm a big Collingwood supporter, you know, and the one thing I keep saying, if I go to round one and any Collingwood supporter boos Trelaw, Fuck Are you playing the dogs round one? You're playing Bulldogs. Oh, oh no. Nah, I'll fucking... Chance. I promise you I will lose it. I will I will fucking lose it. I mean, if there's one thing that was clear, it was a club 
issue and not a Trelaw. And that's what I mean. Like, if you are a low-life Collingwood supporter that goes there and boos that man after the service he gave our club, you're a dead set piece of shit. Can I just question your use of the word if? I mean, if you're a low-life Collingwood supporter. I mean, is there another kind of Collingwood supporter that I'm missing? Oh, there's high-life Collingwood supporters. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'll tell you what, though. Fucking Eddie Maguire, see you later, you dirty square-headed dog. Are you kidding me? That's that's fucking great news, I would have thought. No, I'm not overly happy. He's done a lot for the club. Oh, uh, just fucking get rid of that racist dog, Corey. Seriously. Anyone that wants Bucks gone, I think he's staying too. Well, no, I reckon Bucks is fucking not well, going to be Apparently, the new bloke loves him. Who's the new bloke? Uh, the guy they got from Hawthorne. What was his name? Oh, yeah. Um, was it Walsh? No, I no. thought it was Walsh, but that's no, because Jeff Walsh is on our board now. So I thought maybe I was just getting a little bit confused. Yeah, so I thought. Um, Jesus. Yeah, um, mate. I thought there was questions coming here. This is most people just fucking responding to stable able. Yeah, well, good on him for starting a conversation. <laughs> yeah, here we go. We we got the more serious kind of super coaches popping up. Uh, Hot Shame, who loves a punt and a beer on a fucking Saturday, I can tell you that much. He's a good man. Uh, thoughts on Pendles being relevant this season? Uh, less uh, interchange could help his super coach, and I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this, but he has a pretty good basketball background, apparently. <laughs> he Very played good. basketball, Pendlebury. Did he? Fuck, I don't you know. know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Oh, have, I I, you thought you might have heard about it. that by now. Probably just lost eight listeners who were like, "Oh, these cats got no idea." <laughs> um, oh, he, he's not a starting option, and but it's not going to surprise me who the the top eight mids are. I don't he's think. Real, I he's think. a real draft contender. Oh, he's he's a, like a right up there draft contender. Like there's um. I just I look. I don't know if this is just a new wave thing, Corey. And in previous years, it was more. You look at your midfield and it's like, okay, five tick, um, Mitchell tick, Dangerfield tick. Um, you know, and that was pretty much he started midfield and then Neil came along and then there was McRae and, um, you know, Croups for a little bit there and it was kind of like, well, fucking, there's not much kind of going on in the midfield, you know. But now all of a sudden yep. there's players like Petrarca and Jared Lyons and Jack Steele and... It's it's like ushering in this whole new wave or generation, and I think the only ones I'm willing to kind of bank on are, are Clayton, Paddy, as in Paddy yeah. Cripps and Lockie Neal. Yeah, fuck, you're not wrong there, mate. It's it's weird. It's weird. It's it's first time that I reckon I've ever loaded up a super coach season and just haven't picked the five midfielders. Me like, fuck, I love that. That's easy. Yeah. yeah. You know, let's but you know, we've done that last year, I reckon. Even when we've done that last year, though, because, you know, it was danger in that Bitch. pick, and that was shit, and it was McRae, and that didn't fucking start off good. Um, and, you know, Fife, you know, he had a couple of games, but then he got injured early on, didn't yep. he? Um, and that wasn't good, and it's fucking constant. The more you play, sure. the more you learn, I reckon. Yeah, but then years change, and you try to take lessons on, but... Things aren't the same year on year. It's literally, it is. Different lessons to learn each year. Mate, I've seen some of the top super coaches be absolute guns and absolute shit dogs. Yeah. Mainly referring to you, but I was just like six years of being a shit dog. Yeah, but there was one year though. (laughs) Yeah. Frogger, Frogger, Bruce, sex on legs or Mirage? Um, If he's sex on legs, then that's a fucking lot of sex because he's got a lot of leg on him, that bloke, doesn't he? (laughs) 
Um, I wouldn't let him fuck my missus, that's for sure. I'll tell you, if the size of his pods or anything to go for, Corey, I'll fucking, I'll, I'll tell you what, the, what, the gooch would no longer be a thing for women. If they with Corey and fucking, I'll, I'll tell you now, if he was the one texting birds instead of fucking big pattern, then the hey, conversation hey, would be hey, different can, in the public right now. use that word too, it is big pattern as well. Yeah, he's just fucking... Hey, what, if I was packing what John A was packing, I'd probably be doing the same thing. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though, if you're fucking coming up against uh, someone like Proust, I think Patton's even fucking packing it up, Court. Um, that's Pat a big... Ready for big Proustie, I think. I, I, look, I think people love Ruckman. They fucking... We love Ruckman in Supercoach. Yep. We have for the best part of, I reckon, three, four years now. Longer. The trends last year indicated Ruckman were getting more points, and so people were like, fucking 300k, number one Ruckman, how do we not do it? But... You know, let's not forget that Bruce hasn't put together a full season. That when he has played, he's probably only scored 70 or 80 as well. And uh, GWS aren't going to be that great of a football team. So, I mean, if you pick him, just don't expect him to average 100. Because it could quite own, it might well only be 85. But if he averages 85 over the first 10 weeks and then you can upgrade him, you know, use him as a stepping stone because that's what he is. He's done his job. It's all he is. It's all he is. All you can hope for is that he's rucking to the best, one of the best midfielders in the comp, best midfields in the competition, and that you're going to get a nice little cash gain. That's it. If you expect more out of Proust, mate, fucking go start the two premiums. Zachy Williams, price slash role too attractive to pass up despite such durability. This is all still from Frogger too, by the way. There's about four of them. Five. Yeah, no, no, no. Fuck, fuck his durability. And, you know, if you thought that I hated Zach Williams. Before he was at Carlton, I mean, wait for him to get an injury while he's at Carlton. <laughs> I mean, Corey, I mean, uh, look, I don't know how much um, we were discussing potentially the trade or the acquisition back when it happened, but I was none too impressed with um, just generally. Mate, you've never been Zach impressed with that, Zach Williams. You couldn't imagine what it's like when he's come to your team. Well, if he starts lighting the world on fire, um, yeah, you change very might... quickly. I've seen you, you. I've seen you do a fucking full three sixty in about four seconds. So, well, I'll Tony Hawk's what... got nothing on you in the air, mate. That's for sure. Adam, <laughs> Adam Saad, uh, you know, I heard something about him, Corey, that he was actually pissed off at the quality of skills and display of Carlton training. Doesn't surprise. Apparently, trading the house down. Did drive past him the other day too, Bob? Interesting. Story. Did you? Did he happen to own a Honda Subaru? There was four blokes in the car. I think and it was he... a Subaru. Oh well, Corey, I'm not surprised because the bloke is Lebanese. Oh, there you go. Um. Yeah. Well, now who's the racist one? I called Maguire yeah, racist. I was. I was being stereotypically racist. Now. It was he a full was... car, but I'll tell you what, because oh, we oh. drove, we weren't too far from Princess Park, and I was with the serial pest. Yeah. And he was like, I'm like, oh, that's Adam Sard. He's like, I thought it was. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, what is he doing down here? He's like, we're in Princess Park. I'm like, nah, fucking no, we're not. He's like, Google Maps was like about a minute around the corner. You idiot. People won't start him, Adam Sard. I'm just using Williams to get onto Sard. Right. People won't start him. Do you know who's starting him? Who? The Pest. Well, that's a good pick because I'll tell you now, he will average 105 comfortably, in my opinion. I think he's like, Borderline a lock in the top six of defenders. Well, you got to start him then. You don't say statements like that and then not start him. I think I just prefer Jack Crisp over him, but he is. I think he's going to be very, very, very good. Glad the pest this. isn't listening to this. What was that? I said, yes. I'm glad the pest isn't listening. 
And let's face it, we're an hour in, and if it oh, if I didn't say no that in the first two minutes, he's yeah, no, no chance to listen. Yeah, no chance. Yep. Uh, Danger, Yo, Mitchell, and Curry. How much of a preseason you need from this? This was asked before we only got one game. Uh, that, who who asked this? It's still Frogger. Yeah, Frogger. With all due respect, you've listened to us for a number of years, and if you're going to gonna continue to bring up the name fucking Elliot Yo, when this fucking Nuffy. By Nuffy, I mean Elliot Yo is a midfield-only option. Are you fucking all there, Frogger? We appreciate your payments every single year, Frogger. Please don't stop. I mean, he he almost needs to... This is like with the memes, right? Yeah, the, the greatest memes you'll see. His profile picture is Anton Taylor. He, he Fettingham needs to meme himself. I mean, he's fucking talking... How much do we need to see from Yo? I couldn't give a fuck if we saw more Yo than we've seen of Patton this preseason. Fettingham, he's not an option. I don't, think we've seen it. I don't think we've seen enough of Patton, just personally. Look, you reckon that was only 50%. Hey, how's the cake story, by the way? The cake story? Oh, please tell me you've heard this. Well, no, you might have to run me through the cake story. I don't know how... Uh, uh, now, I don't know if this is factual or not. I've read this online, and there was a video that went around that kind of confirmed it. Apparently, early days, for his 100th route, or oh, no, JW. This, was this the Husey spray? No, no, no. You had the oh. cake in the cake in the freezer. No, I don't. So he had a cake upstairs in the freezer that he was keeping there for his hundred. Oh, no, yeah, okay. He no, shagged no. the bird that night. Went and grabbed the cake, took it upstairs, and ate it with her. Well, did she enjoy it? Oh, I hope so. I bet you it was a cream pie. Corey. I've seen. I've seen. <laughs> very good. I've seen the schlongs. I'm sure she enjoyed something. That's for sure. Well. I don't know how, how else you go about milestones like that. I recently, you know, over the summer here, Corey, I've rewatched How I Met Your Mother, and I've seen Barney Stinson celebrate the 200, and he's done some extraordinary things for that. And yep. uh, so I imagine when, when Jono, if he's out of the wards by then, Corey, gets the 200 under the belt, or maybe his behaviour will change, who knows? He he might even fucking, who knows what he'll do. 200, even... I'd probably just appreciate two down here. Has he fed income had more roots than games played of AFL? I think so. Uh, factually, yeah, it has. <laughs> he's probably had more roots than goals kicked on the field too. No, he's... he's yeah, for someone I think like... he's, I think the only thing he's had more of than roots is ACLs, to be honest. <laughs> Look, he's... Uh, and he was probably still rooting in those days. That's why he couldn't get back out on the pitch. He just fucking he, he probably just would have bought himself a couple of straddles and just said, "He fucking saddle up, lasses <laughs> or, or men, whatever he was fucking into." Hey, that hey, he's, cool. he's got a good rig. I'll give him that. He's got a good rig. <laughs> oh, <no. sighs> okay, Raul, well, absolute must one, yeah. start from Frogger. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Did you see what he wore to training on the, the man, first day? The, are you talking about the, the Suns Creek? Oh, fuck me, Corey. He, oh, I fucking love him. I love him. I actually love him so much. Will. Love because there's so much personality about it and it's all for a bit of a laugh, but fuck me, Corey. I mean, I know I don't carry myself in a in a great way, but fucking not even I'd be that stupid. Oh, mate, I'll just give him the captain's arm, man. Will this be the year Jake Lloyd's reign of pack... <laughs> <laughs> I had to fucking get close to that then because we couldn't believe it. Pack skirting stat padding terror comes to an end. Um, does it come to an end? Nah. No, I don't think it does. No, I'll, no chance. Um, it might regress, but nah, uh, nah, nah, it doesn't regress. There's no player in the AFL that's better handling the ball than 
than that, man. It's funny, too, Bonds, because I'll take you back to last preseason when you said that he can't keep the numbers he had the year before with the less minutes that he's going to play. He actually went up, didn't he? Yeah. The guy is just a guy. Players know how good he is. Sydney, Sydney's whole game plan is based around him kicking that ball to their back line. That's not changing. Yeah, none of, the, none of, none of that's changing. You, you know... Um... Because really, I mean, Jake Lloyd wouldn't be what he is today if it wasn't for me. You know, well, I'll give you that. Three. I'll actually but, give you that. And uh, not not even I've anticipated, Corey. Um, he wrote you a letter, didn't he, of appreciation? Well, Corey, he's actually sent me some pattern-esque like text messages, yep. to be honest. And so he should. Yeah, no, and so he should. And and I've responded with not much in return because mm. that's just what I've got, Corey. They're the cards you've been dealt. But I, you know, you think with... I'd be carrying on because I am a bit of a cocksucker that way, Corey. Like, you think I'd be carrying on about Jake Lloyd and all Can the rest we just of it? Take a step back, a bit of a is cocksucker. It, yeah, I could be the most <laughs> cocksucker I know. Is it, is it bizarre that I just don't go all in on this bloke like year after year after year, particularly after I think because like, you already had it. I think you already had the high. You know, like most drug addicts when they're chasing the high, you've had the high. I've had the high. But you, you know, it, most you drug hit. addicts then just. Just go back for double the dose. You, you, but I think you're trying point. to find another high. You've already completed that one. <laughs> you're finding your other drug. Now, no, sorry if there are any drug addicts out there. Uh, you, you, I'm just using it as a reference. You're trying to find your other drug. Um, never been addicted to any drug in my life. So. I might get birds, Corey, and, and eat a cake afterwards. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I don't have sex. I don't do drugs. Let's <laughs> keep it that way. Oh, man. But, um, no, there might be something in that, but... I don't know if I can see him doing 122 again. I mean, I think it, for sure he does 112 plus, but, and 112 plus, he's still probably only going to be the only defender to do that. So, um, I think I pay the 650. I'm not worried about uh, it. Oh, not even questioning it. Yeah, fair point. Okay, uh, Wayne Miller, a gun or shit? No, I love it, but. Um, I think all the value in mid-priced options sits in the forwards and mids, and so for that reason, I don't think you can squeeze Wayne Miller in. But it's actually funny. I have not not looked at a mid-priced defender, and there is no one that tempts me more than Wayne because Laird is going to play midfield. Yeah, I mean, to be classified, Zach Williams obviously is a mid-pricer, but um, sort of say sub four fifty. Yeah, um, and I mean that serious mid-price. Malia is the one. I think in the sub... I'd almost call Zach a bottom primo rather than a mid-pricer. Yeah. Sub 450, I think it's... Well, um, yeah, Malira is the pick in terms of um, total value, but I think Liam Duggan possesses a lot of um, a lot of value too. I think Duggan you know, is almost Wayne, 100. Wayne Malira's got a lot of uh, 14 about him. What does that mean? Oh, uh, our good friend... That we normally talk to during Supercoach season. Yes. Yep. I think he'll uh, he'll definitely start someone like Wayne. I think I know what you're doing, but I I, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah, I think Nat will have him. Cannot confirm or deny, but I'd, I wouldn't have thought so. Uh, oh, it's he's kind of player, I reckon. Timmy Taranto, back him, back him into bounce back. Bounce back from what? Didn't he only average like 102 the year before? Yeah, I'm I'm off Tim Taranto, and you know how big I am on Tim Taranto. Isn't it funny? Bounce back. Well, bounce back to 102. Well, fucking good luck with that, Primo. 
Yeah, I think I think we've almost seen the bet. You know who I expect to do big things down there? It's Jacob Hopper. I think he'll have a better year than Tim Taranto. Supercoach boys? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a contested beast. I'd, I'd really like to see one of the GWS guys end up in our team in the view. You know, Kelly, Canilio, Hopper, yeah. Taranto. Yeah, no, I'll pick Kelly. And back to 14, he'll have Kelly as well. Yeah. The moment you get him, uh, I'll get off. Yeah, the, the, the moment you hear me mention his name, just fucking Abort. just Abort. call me a dickhead and fucking we'll just end that one. He's just a... I don't want to start him. I just... With all the talk, you, you know, know I'm going to. You know I'm going to. That's the worst part. You just know I it. I don't think. I don't think you will because when you factor, I mean, how many injury prone players can we have each year? We always talk about this. How, how often can you just pick this dickhead after he's injured every year too? Yeah, but you know what the difference is like. You, you always pick him at plus six hundred thousand as well. Like yeah. even after all of those fucking injuries. Each year, he doesn't start under 600. Like, if he's at 540, or say even 520, Cripps's price, fucking like that, then then we're like going hard on that. Yeah, but at 600, always, it's just yeah. kind of like... I'll do it. I'll do it again. I promise you I'll do it. Uh, Wit Washer, and congratulations and hello to Wit, because he is brand new. He joined the Patreon this week, and hasn't been too active in the rest of the chats, but he's still there. Um, just on the chats before we talk this, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34 chats going on right now in the Patreon bombs. <laughs> FPL, NBA, NFL, NFL's about to kick off. Draft Stars, lunch is our favourite. Drinks, chat, pets, picks. <laughs> There's some great ones. BBL, General chit chat, uh, preseason teams. This is just some of the shit that we fucking talk about, and community game chat that goes off every single night because someone is in there all the time, normally playing NBA or something like that. If you've got a PlayStation, get on fucking get in the Discord at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites because we're on all the time. Last question, Whitwasher. G'day, lads. Hope you trained hard in the preseason. Bomb Stiddy's fucking in great form. I've come back. I've come back looking like James Harden. That's for sure. Do you reckon the expensive players like Gorn, Neil Lloyd will go down much in price consideration? Quarters being back to twenty minutes and scaling will not take as much of an effect, or will they continue to dominate? The words you don't buy one Gorn, you buy two. Bumps. This guy is in love with you. Are ringing in my ear. Also taking the punt on Franklin at three twelve and Bren Brown at two sixty. It's funny that we talk about Ben Brown before and not Buddy Franklin for an extra fifty k or Joe Tanner at two. 30 cheers. Yeah, and you can throw Jack's Evil at 257, like the mid sort of, pro, well, not even mid price, but the 200 to $300,000 price brackets was fucking bonkers in the forward line this year. Um, I don't even know what his fucking question was. Uh, I think Gorn, yeah, I mean, yeah, probably spoken about a lot of this. He's um, quoting you for the first time ever that anyone's ever quoted you. Gorn literally is probably the only one I'm worried is overpriced just because what I, you know, the trend we saw with Ruckman last year was just, oh, I think that's all going to be nerfed. Um, you know, when, you know, games receive patches, <laughs> I feel like Ruckman are going to cop a patch this season because they were just too OP last year. I just, I think um, you're forgetting how OP Ruckman are every year, but like, like do not forget that, that okay, Goldstein, let me tell you this. Goldstein that was, averaged 132 on a year. He had a period of five games in a normal season where his average was 170. That 140 average last year from Gorn 
was nowhere near the best fucking season ever by Ruckman. And that not, was not even far, close. But that's that was the thing. by far the he, But he's good enough season. to have the best no. season of any Ruckman no. ever. No. He is. Well, he's good enough to have the best season of any Ruckman ever, but I think the scores didn't reflect real life. And and that's what I'm getting at. And so <laughs> I don't think I... Because I, I, <laughs> you're laughing because scores are reflective of real life. But, uh, but here, here, look, Lloyd, Neil, Gorn, if you went one, two, three, that's costing you, top of my head, fucking... Two point three million, Corey. You know what else is funny? Like, I've got, got order them in order of one, two, three of most importance too. Oh, um, Neil, um, Lloyd Gorn, and I I, I'm I'm Lloyd Neil Gorn. Yeah, and it's look, funny that we're talking about like I'm talking about Gorn as a super premium, like I have to have him kind of thing, and he's third on that list. Keep going. I was just backing you there. Yeah, no, no, I'm, as you can probably just hear my keys smashing yep. away here, but I'm going to tell you something about Lockie Neal and his starts to the year, Corey. I know what they're like, Bumps. I know. Because but, you do but, not, but, not start But you're Lockie not Neal. picking Lockie Neal for the first 12 games beginning for a whole season. I know, but you know what's going to happen. People but are you're better like, off ah, starting him than you are picking right. him. At the, yeah, exactly. No, you're right there. Okay. Now, let's have a look here. What's he fucking done? Now, the year was 2020, Corey. This was last year. I'm just going to have a look at his first... Fucking really have a look at his first 12 games here, Corey. His first 12 went like this from round one. 157, 171, 166, 147, 130, 134. I'm just going to give you the first six because I don't want to drain everyone's lives because I've probably already done them enough this year, uh, this year today. Oh, his first we're not doing six... another podcast for six weeks, so they'll just listen to this over and over and over again. <laughs> his first six the year before that, 127, 140, 177, 140, 91, and 142. His biggest scores are quite comfortably, like genuinely, in the um, yep. in the first six weeks of the season. And so at seven twenty, I know it's a big price to pay, but imagine VC or C Lockie Neal, like on those kind of numbers. You just you're going does to. Have it, to does it change now that he's a Brownlow medalist and the best player in the competition? I don't agree that he's the best player in the competition. But and, they're mm. by far, by far, the best player that Brisbane have and now Brownlow medals and now recognised. Does it change that say, we have to stop that now? No, because I, to be honest, I mean, if clubs were not aware of his impact on the team already, then uh, the whole fucking AFL industry should be just wiped Who'd clean. done a number on him last year? Someone did. Someone yeah. done it. One week. Can't remember who it was. They had an absolute number on him. Got the stats here from twenty twenty. Corey, his lowest score was seventy two against the Sun. No, fifty five against Sydney. Yeah, that was it. Yep, Hewitt, that was the I game. imagine maybe run to him. Yeah, I, I think Hewitt went to him and kept him. Remember, he he had, I think he had two disposals up until it was either quarter or half time, and then finished the game with twenty three. He had fifteen, Corey. Yeah, then that wasn't the game. But anyway, keep going. Um, no, I've got nothing else. But he still add. might have had two disposals at halftime, finished with 15 minutes. Yeah, he might have. His second halves, uh, tagged by Clark here, it says in that game. Um, that was it. Yeah, it was Clark. It wasn't Hewitt. Now, his games, actually, his first quarters were absent, I reckon, in the last six weeks, possibly even seven, eight weeks of the year, but then sort of, um, you know, after quarter time sort of got kicking. a lot of players um, do that, but... Because I remember having him in a lot of my same game multis, you know, 20 touches, you know, just something for morals. And it's kind of like, right, in quarter time, he's only on one, two. What the fuck's going on here? And next thing you know, he's on 13 midway through the second. So, um, 
wrap up with that, Corey, his seasons, well, his start of the seasons anyway, the last two years, are far too impressive to, to warrant not having him in your team. Not not too many players in the league that work as hard as he do to become as good as he has. They're a very good player. Yeah, one of, but one of those players that wasn't just blessed with natural talent. He worked for that. Um, I think you have to have Lockie Neal. I think you have to have Jake Lloyd. I don't think you have to have Gordon. I've got Gordon right now. Bombs, look, we're going to wrap it up there. You want it to be done over an hour ago. Okay, Corey, I wanted to be done before it started. Yep, you did. Um, and I really thank you for what you've done tonight. Um, it's, it, Dizzy didn't turn up because he's a piece of shit. We all know that. Patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. Get over there. Exciting news. Supercoach Championship. Whatever the fucking ring page is called, Bonks. You know it better than I do. Even though Supercoachchampion.com. Fucking... Thank you very much. They're jumping on board again this year. This thing is another ring. We'll give it to Dippy One. We're going to have the leagues up. We're going to have everything up. Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. There is no better time to get in than now because now it is free. Come February. Not even February. When's the season start? March. Whatever. Come March, it's not for anymore. Payments are switched back on. Get in there, check what it's like. It is so much fun. You game, you love to talk shit, you love Supercoach, you love BPL, you love fucking NFL, cricket, tennis, basketball, the NBA chat is going every single day. Get in there, talk some fucking mad shit, just not with Bonks because he's an arrogant asshole and he just will not reply. But the rest of us there, the rest of the community we've got are awesome. I would say that we are friends with about 80% of the community at the moment that are in there and talk to everyone every single day. So get across to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash SCLead. Great to have the sponsors on board. If you want a sponsor for the year, let us know too. This year, I think we're bringing the beanies back, the volume two of the beanies as well at some stage. We'll get bumps into that. More stubby holders. You know how it works. The Elites Night, which will be a Patreon-only night too, uh, will come up. Bumps, when the fuck should we record again? Fucking all, whenever you want, to be honest. I'm, I'm ha- I'm, I can do whatever at the moment. Keep the questions still coming. We'll get them up. Um, might even do a podcast at Bumps' house next uh, Tuesday. Take a couple of photos, send them through. There'll be lots of photos. Look, we'll probably come back, I'd say, in about two weeks. We covered a lot tonight. This, this, you, how much can you cover? You can cover a lot. You know, it was funny on, on the course the other day. You're like, oh, fucking, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. Can't, like, we just spent fucking three hours talking about nothing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, you're not um, wrong. There's always shit to talk about. We'll, we'll be back. Um, and then the preseason, the fo- quick fire pods. Look forward to them. Do you oh, reckon Brett's a chance? No, no fucking chance. Do you think he's just busy just getting his Jonathan Patton on? I'll tell you now, I'd, I'd honestly be surprised if, you know, Brett wasn't having cakes, you know, every kind of third yeah. day. When I was going to say, like, who do you reckon has got hollow numbers, Pato well, or Bretta? if we're talking about, you know, separate numbers, Corey, well, fucking Pato has got him covered. But I'll tell you now, no, no one is on more repetitive work, I reckon, than Brett because he's fucking, he's going back to the well and he's, he's fucking run it dry. But from what I've heard, Corey... There's there's a fair few moisture uh, bottles floating around to make sure that there's still something given out in the well. Yep, he uh, he's big advocate. <laughs> got the baby Johnson's baby oil. The, oh uh, man! All right, Alitas, thank you very yeah, much. Oh, no, <laughs> go 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 on. No, we won't say that. All right, go. We apologise for the swearing. It was good to be back to something like this. Fuck shit. Fuck cunt. Whatever. What's going on? Um, 
we've probably lost about 15 members tonight, but that's okay. Patreon.com forward slash SC Elites on behalf of Bombs and myself. And again, the Patreons at Patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. Peace out, community. Thank you for listening.